Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kings Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a really fun episode um, just last week where uh, we came on and talked about the uh, failed trade. Uh, that had happened with Buddy Heald. We talked about the Tristan Thompson trade that finally just went through a week later. We talked about the draft. It was a fun episode. If you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you find your podcast. I'm bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan. What's good? What's going on? Uh, yeah, that Tristan Thompson trade finally just went in yesterday. Everybody was kind of just wondering about that. So that's cool. You got depth. Um but yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, excited to be here. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things have happened, um, you know, since the last time we talked. So uh, just really excited, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. So let's jump into it. Yeah, big episode. A lot, a lot of topics. I was, I was making a list and uh, and just just a lot of things popping off in Kingsland. You know, it, it's it's always fun. It, the NBA playoffs, that time frame was always a little bit dead, right? Because the Kings aren't in the playoffs and there's not really any transactions. So it's all, all of that is just draft hype. You know, so that's pretty much what the last, I don't know, Ryan, like six weeks or whatever have been, maybe even longer. They've just been a lot of that stuff. Um, and so it's it's nice to have uh, a little change in the roster, you know, things moving forward towards next year because people are, I think people are starting to get excited. I'm excited um, about what's going on. Yeah, that, let's start with that failed, the, not the failed trade, but the Tristan Thompson trade. That thing took a week long to get through, which is weird. Um, and, and it doesn't really look like it changed, so I don't really understand what was going on with that, what that holdup was. Um, we'll probably never know because Sacramento just doesn't have, like, you know, like real journalists who are going to sit there and, like, look into it and, like, report it to us because I haven't heard anything. But um, a lot of people, for some reason, uh, hate on that on the trade and it's not a significant trade but uh, are we the only ones who are like cool with it yeah well you know dude people just get i i, I don't know people just get caught up in the well they, for one everybody loved delon Wright. like ever they, they for some reason delon Wright got like a thank you from the uh for like i was seeing like a bunch of like thank you you know, those posts that they win players when big time players get traded and stuff. I saw a couple for DeLon, right? Yeah, like, what the hell? The guy was here for like 19 games. Okay. Like he averaged like eight points a game for 19 games. Like get the fuck out of here. Um, so you know how it is. Do people get attached in Sacramento? They fall in love with players. And, uh, you know, I think it was tugging at the heartstrings a little bit, but Tristan Thompson's a solid, solid pickup, dude. He is a, 
he is a, a, a physical guy. He's not the tallest, you know, he's only probably six ten, um, but he's physical and he boards. Okay. And, and that's what Sacramento's liking. When you were such a bad, uh, you know, let's just say it how it is pussy ass team in the paint last year, you know, like the Monty McNair's went out and okay, I got to bring Alex Len back. Who's a big body and showed he could be physical in the middle. I went and got Tristan Thompson known as probably one of the more physical players in the paint. Um, you know, to back up Rashawn Holmes. And it's a solid pickup. And the guy is on an expiring contract. Okay. So, you know, if things don't work out, okay, or he doesn't want to be here, yeah, you trade him at the trade him at the deadline. Not a big deal. You know, he's easy to move, easier to move at the deadline because of his expiring contract. So he will probably, if I had to put my money on it, be on a contender um, at the deadline unless Sacramento's just turning heads. But solid pickup, dude. These are the type of moves right here. Um, that help you in the middle of the season when Rashawn Holmes has shown that he can't stay healthy for all 82 games. You know, when Marvin Bagley, who has shown he can't stay healthy, you have a guy like Tristan Thompson who could come in and start multiple games. The physicality is there. The offense might dip a little bit, but that's, you know, when you got a superstar like Darren Fox, Ben, he's got to figure that stuff out. You know, we shouldn't lose anything on the defensive end. and Physicality, we should probably be better with him in the game. So, big fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the move. Yeah, I put a post is like uh... – on on Twitter, and then I posted in Kingsland. I said, uh, "Well, at, at least the Kings won't be pussies this year." There was one guy in there that was like, "Hey, man, you got to delete, you got to delete this." And I was like, "Why, dude? Why?" You know, he never really replied, but it seemed like I was proud of Kingsland with that post, dude, because everybody else on there was in agreement. You know, um, I think like the Kings are all just just been hella soft, dude. Just this soft team who just. Um, doesn't really rebound and, and, uh, they, a lot of guys, you know, you know, what I hate about, uh, about last year is like a lot of guys get in foul trouble. And when you get in foul trouble, that just means you're physically being imposed on, you know, like uh, you're just, cause you're just, it's, it's, you, you guys have all played like pickup or something. It's that guy who's not going to throw the body in. So he's going to swipe the hand or some bullshit like that. Like that just represents the Kings, dude, no boards, you know, it, it, it's just, and just foul trouble and, and finally get some thick boys in there who are going to do something and that yeah you said something there at the end about the offense and you know it's it's just a it to me it's it's a conversation we've had a couple times but I don't understand it. I don't understand why all of a sudden having a, a center who like boards and doesn't really contribute to the offensive game uh, is like a bad thing and and that all of a sudden your team, if you have one of those, your team's just not going to be able to perform offensively. That's just a, a weird, weird misconception that I don't really get, man. They, uh, a lot of the good teams in the league um, have true centers who aren't stretching the floor, who aren't, you know, uh, guarding guys at the perimeter. I don't, I don't understand like all, all of a sudden that's a hindrance. Like in today's NBA, you can't find ways to score, you know? Yeah, well, it's like we've said, dude, the, you got to have the um, variety of lineups, you know, you, you can't roll out there every single night, you know, with them small bodies like that, dude. Like, you know, we're playing Lakers, obviously multiple times. What are they playing? Six times this year, right? The Lakers are huge. Okay. They're going to roll out Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Dwight Howard. Okay. Who could all be on the court at once. How are you supposed to match up with that as Sacramento with Rashawn Holmes and as the roster set right now, Marvin Bagley and Harrison and Harrison Barnes? No, you're not going to be able to do stuff like that. You have to have the different lineups to where if they go big, we can match that. We can go Tristan Thompson, Rashawn Holmes, you know, and we're, we're going to lose some height, 
but big bodies who aren't going to get bullied in the middle, who can box out Dwight Howard. I'm just using that team as an example because they're fucking huge. Okay. Um, but that's, that's what you want right there, you know? And then when you go play golden state, they're probably going to have Draymond at center. You know, you can go Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes at the four, you know, and then you can probably go buddy Halliburton Fox against teams like that. So it's the variety of lineup. It's the, it's the different looks that you're going to be able to, to give, you know, the, you know, just being better, you know, that your bench is just going to be better. You're going to have legitimate NBA players at the bottom of your roster. And that's what you want. You know, we're not rolling out there with the Stockton Kings this year. You know, they're, you're, you're going to be grown men in the front court. And that's what you need right there. And, it, it, you know, if people don't see that, they don't see it. But one thing I do want to touch about this is um, people talking about Tristan Thompson getting bought out. Okay. Uh, and and I, we get, we're going to have to go over this again because we've gone over this before. Okay. Tristan Thompson, I believe, is making $10 million, 9 or $10 million. I think DeLon Wright was making... I think, I think Tristan... Okay, I think Tristan Thompson was around making, like the... It, Tristan Thompson's around the, like the nine point something, and then DeLon yeah. Wright was like the eight point something. So eight point something, exactly. yeah. Okay, so so what people don't understand is, okay, it, why would Sacramento just buy out Tristan Thompson and they just took more salary on? Like, if they were going to buy anybody out, they would have bought out DeLon Wright and DeLon Wright wouldn't have been on the roster. You know what I mean? Like, people don't understand that. I've been seeing multiple posts, especially like on the Sacramento Kings bench mob page, you know, because I monitor the other pages and stuff. And like, their admin creator was literally putting on there, you know, oh, we're going to, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we bought him out and he's not on the roster day one. And it's like, you obviously don't understand what getting bought out means. You know what I mean? Sacramento took on his salary. If they were going to buy anybody out, it was, it was DeLon, right? So for people who, you know, who think that's going to happen, that's not going to happen, dude. Tristan Thompson is on a expiring deal, okay? He's a big body. He can help a lot of teams. And if things aren't going right in Sacramento, he's just going to get traded in February, okay, to a contender, all right, on an expiring deal. And Sacramento will bring back like a second round pick or something. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what is going to be right there. It's not, I think it's you know, I think that's more likely, dude. I think that's more likely actually. I think that the Kings do have a couple of young players who may break rotation by the end of like yeah. Metu, for example. Yeah. Like Metu is pretty yeah. athletic guy who they've clearly uh, want to try to bring along. And so, but yeah. but he's not he's not a guy really. You know, he's not a guy who you're going to count on for any significant amount of minutes. If we're trying to be good coming into yeah, the year. You can't, you can't trust that guy for 82 games to play 20 minutes a night right now. You can't, no, you know, no, so, teams, so teams what, who do that would, you know, a lot of fans are going to be, yes, you can. Okay. Teams who trust 21 year olds like that, right. Who haven't really shown much. There's a lot of promise. I'm not saying I don't like him. There's a lot of promise, but you can't trust a guy like that when you came openly came out and said, we're trying to win. We're trying to make the playoffs. So these are just contingencies in place, you know, Hey, if Metu breaks the lineup, you know, and is playing great significant minutes in January. All right, cool. We can talk about moving Tristan Thompson, right? We can, we can talk about making moves. Maybe Alex Lund can get moved, whatever. Right. But that's why Tristan Thompson's here, dude. So. Well, and, and uh, yeah, all that, you know, that, that point about Metu and, and, and that you can bring guys along later and you just want to, I think the thing this year that the Kings have done with some of the other moves too, where they bring back 
uh, Harkless, which I really like. Terrence Davis. We were, you know, I, I liked Terrence Davis. That's solid, dude. And I, I, did, I wasn't sure, you know, if they were going to be able to bring him back, if he was going to go. But you, so basically this year, you look at the roster that was there last year. I mean, not really losing anything, right? But then you add Alex Lynn, you add Tristan Thompson, you add uh, Damian Mitchell, you add, uh, I mean, we'll call it adding, but bringing back Terrence I don't know, Terrence Davis, and then uh, uh, I don't know, I'm repeating guys, but you know all the guys, right? They bring yeah. all the guys back. That's like five dudes, and you know, they're probably not done, right? I mean, like you said, uh, last year, uh, they rolled out with uh, with uh, six players plus uh, Corey Joseph, all right, and the Stockton <laughs> Kings, and then Hassan Whiteside way down on the bench they didn't play. I mean, that's who they rolled out with. So, so that was yeah, – there was yeah. there were literally games where – in January, February, we we're posting box scores where it's like, this is bullshit. The Kings did nothing to try to fortify this team and create any depth. No, like we talked about, we'll probably continue to say it versatility of lineups. Um, uh, all this, they didn't have any of that. And so I think that's all they're doing this year is trying to beef up the team up front. And then that way, like when you have ex- expiring deals, like, like you do, like, and even small deals, like you do, like, Harkless, Davis, Tristan Thompson, Alex Lynn, and then add Marvin Bagley's expiring to that. Those guys are all uh, tradable. Those are all tradable assets. And so when you do trade them, you can, okay, we're thin at the three position. We can trade one of the guys and get a backup three, or we need a, we need a different type of uh, center or whatever. You can, you could do stuff like that. And then occasionally somebody's looking to dump a player and you can package all when you have a couple guys on five, 10, you can get to $20 million and potentially get somebody who's who a team's just trying to throw away. So you have a lot of uh, uh, trade assets. So yeah, I don't get it. I mean, finally you get a guy who's a good, he's a good offensive rebounder and Tristan Thompson, you know, uh, nothing to complain about. And that whole thing about DeLon, Wright Was, uh, was weird. You know, the love, the attachment, the, and the, and the thank you shit. I got to say, I can say my take on that. Like you, you talked on it that there's just the complex with the Kings organization, just this, this pathetic complex. It's something we we've talked about a years ago, which is, is that losing dorky mindset. You know, um, it reminds me, it's just like cheesy weird shit that they do like that, that real time, big time organizations don't do shit like that. I remember a couple of years ago, I got a thing trying to promote uh, ticket sales and it was like, it, it basically they used Greg Popovich's quote on the young Kings as a selling point. Like, oh, because Greg Popovich said that the Kings are young and exciting. And therefore, as a Kings fan, I should want to go. And it's like this complex to like worshiping other players in the league and, the, and then have this complex where you're, you're just thinking like, get off of that. It's probably it contributes to part of the problem. You know, it's all that bullshit, yeah. cheesy stuff. I don't like, man. Um, I want to talk about something fun. So I got to uh, shout out Ziggy's and then, and then you for this. Uh, yeah. So we got to um, go to that California classic this week. Um, we went to that first game. That was a fun game. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but you know, you guys got season tickets, tickets this year with Ziggy's. <clears throat> um, so that was like a really fun experience. Uh, the, the game was, so I was a little bit, I was a little bit, uh, you call it skeptical, skeptical going to the game, right? Because remember, we went back in August and April, right? And we, it was like a terror. It was a terrible experience. Like we went to the game the first week that they opened back up and there was nobody in our section, right? And our eating masks. We couldn't eat at our, our table. We couldn't find any food. We, we, I got sober during the game. because I literally couldn't find anywhere to get shrunk enough quickly enough. Like it was like literally like that, you know? Um, so I was like, kind of like, ah, oh, man, like, is, is this how this is going to be? 
way, way different experience for people curious about this. Um, the place was jamming. It was humming. I didn't notice or anything about any type of like capacity restrictions. Maybe there were, but I didn't see or hear anything about that. Um, all they did is they asked, they didn't even ask if you were vaccinated or anything. You just had to wear a mask. That was it. So you just wore a mask. They didn't even have you show any type of proof or negative test or anything like that. Food was open everywhere. Um, the place is humming. So which bring it makes me excited, Ryan, for you guys going. You're going to go to so many games this year, picking up that package uh, that it's going to be a good time, man, because really I couldn't go to that that funeral atmosphere that they put up for us in April again if I had to. 100% man. And yeah, hey, again, shout out Ziggy's man. Shout out our guy Gus for, you know, um, you know, going in on the season tickets. Uh, really excited. Dude, never had season tickets before. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was sitting at work like two weeks ago and I was just kind of, I was browsing the Kings website, you know, just like curious and I saw how much they were. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm pulling the trigger, dude. And uh, I knew, I knew our guys at Ziggy's are down to, to go have these on the two seats. So um, yeah, you know, Kingsland, I'll be at probably, you know, 25 games this year, I'd imagine out of the 41. Um, so, and, and then games that we, we won't be at, we will definitely be, uh, you know, putting on here, um, for, for listeners, maybe we'll do like a cool giveaway, whatever, um, lower level seats. So yeah, they're, they're, they're good seats, man. So, you know, keep listening, keep interacting and, and we'll try to do our best to hook people up this year. Yeah, the, the uh, just on the fans and the podcast and everything surrounding, you know, surrounding us, it, it's been a really fun, you know, we t- I was kind of worried because we took that that travel break around 4th of July in, in July, and then we threw up the podcast last week, and it was like, boom, like people were right back up to listening. I got a couple messages on it, um, so that, that that was really fun, and I always appreciate the support. Kingsland's going crazy, Ryan. Uh, I got to shout out KC and, and Tony as well for, for uh, really carrying a lot of that. Uh, Kingsland, we're, I think we're going to be pushing 2K, uh, 2,000 people in that group before the uh, before the end before the start of the season, and it's it's really fun. The, the the conversations on there are great. It's never too crazy. Everyone's been doing a great job of moderate moderating it, but still allowing kind of everybody to say what they want to say. You know, and I said this real quick around there, Ryan. It was like. Someone was complaining about why is there a post like this and this and that. And, I'm, and I replied on there, Kingsland is a place for Kings fans to drop their takes, but you, and you're and you free to say whatever you want. But basically, you've got to be ready to defend your take as well. And and, and, and you can't just say dumb shit um, and you get away with it. And then you also just can't say dumb shit to people on commentary without someone coming at you. So I wanted to shout out Kingsland, um, everything on there. And then also, Ryan, we did get a five-star review this week, which was uh, which was cool. So I noticed that. And I really wanted to give the shout-out. Uh, TD, or it was T Dixon 508 a great podcast. Highly recommend making this podcast a part of your routine if you enjoy listening uh, to a great insight about the Kings. So shout-out to that guy. And if you ever want to give a five-star review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. We'll always shout you out um, on, on the podcast. Um Let's see, Ryan. What do you want to? Where do you want to move? Do you want to go into the big old topic here? Or do you want to talk about yeah, some, dude, of, the little, right. some no, of the little go, things? Go to, go to the fucking topic that we've been chatting about. We did episodes on this topic, okay? And now it's time to cash them freaking checks in, right? It's fucking payday, and you start cashing them in, and we start pulling them receipts out. So let's do it. Yeah. So the big topic is Rashawn Holmes. Woo, uh, King King's Cast has been. I'll set it up, Ryan, because I know you want to talk about it, you know. Uh, 
So Kings cast has been with KC. You know, I got to give KC credit for doing a lot of this on Kingsland as well. And there's been some some listeners and some people in the in the page, but on the podcast for about a year, we've been talking about Rashawn Holmes, and 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 we've been telling all the lovers, all the Rashawn Holmes lovers, all, everyone with the crazy takes that he was not going to make more. There was no way that dude was going to get a 15 million a year average. There was never a way it was going to happen. Um, our, our, our range really was 10 to 13 is really what we, we thought was the sweet spot. We thought that's what the market was. People thought we were high for that. They made fun of us for that. We were um, haters. It, we were haters. Uh, so Ryan, please explain to everybody why it happened. And, and, and I should say this, Ryan, you got to throw in there because, because we've taken the position we have, people think that we don't like Rashawn Holmes, which is uh, furthest from the truth, but take it, take it away on this whole topic. Okay, so we for people who have listening, you guys know where we stand on this. You know, we did a whole episode. You guys know where we're coming from. But, okay, so, yes, we are fans of Rashawn Holmes, okay? But, you know, one thing that Eric is, you know, very big on, more than me, he, he brings this up, um, is cap flexibility, okay? Not strapping yourselves to, you know, av- you know, maybe slightly above average players, you know, for multiple years for, you know, in Sacramento. So, you know, Rashawn Holmes had a great season last year. Okay. 14.8 and like eight and a half rebounds, something like that. Okay. Good numbers. All we heard was pay Holmes. He's going to get paid. He wanted, you know, telling, telling people 18 to 20 million. Okay. And me and Eric looked at it and you know, where we were coming from. Okay. He's putting up career high numbers on a, that is not a playoff team. They're not a very good team. Okay. And um, you know, looking at that, me and Eric go back and we look at the years before when he was, you know, Philadelphia and, and Phoenix and, you know, five points a game. And we just really, really did not think that he was worth that 18 to 20 million. We thought the market was 10 to 13. We didn't think that there'd be a lot of suitors out there for him. Like people were saying, you know, people were saying, oh, Charlotte was this, you know, and the other teams wanted him. And well, they didn't come knocking, right? They didn't come knocking with the contracts. Like we said, okay, well, Sean Holmes is a good basketball player. Okay, but he's limited. A lot of people are saying he's an elite defender. He's not. Okay, I'm sorry. You can't be an elite defender and be on the worst defensive team in the history of the NBA. That's just not how things work. Okay, I'm sorry. You could, you could try to tell me that he switches out on the perimeter, um, you know, similar to Bam out of Bayou, or he's, he's great on the pick and roll. Yeah, great. Okay. Sacramento was the worst basketball defensive team in the history of the NBA last year, and Rashawn Holmes is the centerpiece of that. Okay. Good player. A lot of good tools, but those are the main reasons why we thought, hey, you know, 10, 13, you know, 11, 11, what do you end up getting? 11.75, you know, and that's right where we thought. And it's a great deal. It's a great deal for Sacramento. It's a great deal for Rashawn Holmes. It gives Sacramento a little bit of flexibility moving forward. You know, they're not strapped on cash to Rashawn Holmes like they are with Buddy Heald and Rashawn and, and Harrison Barnes. You know, they've given them some self-flexibility and he's proven that he's a good player. He's proven that he can, you know, play 30 minutes a night in Sacramento and be effective. So um, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of it, dude. And all these people who are calling us haters and say, well, you know what? We stuck to what we said, okay? We held it down for a whole year, and guess what? We're fucking right, okay? So for all you people that have been saying you guys are making this about you, no, nah, yeah, you're goddamn right we are, okay? Because you've been fucking talking shit to us for a long time. Long time we've been getting hated on, all right? I'm not going to throw names out. You guys know who you are. Okay, and there's a lot of receipts for him that maybe we'll post sometime. But, you know, all these people, haters, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You're high. You're haters. You're this. You're that. 
Yeah, 11.75 million over four years. Great deal. Great deal. Yeah, the King Kingsland was full of them. Twitter was full of them. Um, you know, I I I'll say well, whatever, dude. Like all, all those guys, those dorks at the King's Herald that were, you know, it seems like those guys just drive the stupidest the narratives throughout the season. First it was tanking, then it's all this, then it's that, and then and then when they make the moves at the deadline, all they're spewing out is it's like Wah, 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 fucking Eeyore, dude, from, from Winnie the Pooh, dude. That's 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 what they that's what their fucking mascot should be because every article that pe- they put out and people like that they put out, it's negative. Well, now the Kings can't resign Rashawn Holmes to do, 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 do. And, and and our thing always was, yeah, they will because you guys have this like weird market in your head for some reason that he's he's worth. And and, and our thing throughout the whole take on him, Ryan, was like you know, it wasn't about him, his skill set. And then when, like, you even went to right there, when we get challenged, you kind of have to break down the, this, his, his complete package. And it makes you sound like you're, you're, you're knocking on him. Cause for me, like there is value. I think having a guy who can kind of rebound, who can come off and block some shots, who, who's not a liability when he gets the ball in, in, in close to the hoop and open space, who hits his free throws when he does go to line, although they're only about 2.5 free throws a game, but um, you know, yeah. and then the ability to, yeah, that ability to switch all that stuff's great. You know, that's, that's great stuff. But then there also is that point. He's not a, he's not a big body guy. He's not super formidable down low. He's never going to be a big time rebounder. So pros and cons, you know, things come with it, come without it. But my whole thing with that was with him always with the contract was always, there's no player comp to justify what the fuck you're talking about. There is literally nobody out there. Do you know the, do you know the two guys I found in the last like seven years who were player comps? money not player comps but i don't know money range it was cody zeller and like gorgie jang and that was because those guys were like 23 and they were coming up for rookie restricted extensions you know and so when you draft a guy in the top 10 like cody zeller and he's due right and he's playing you kind of those guys do get paid a little plus one plus two million or else another team's gonna come swoop him off of your roster uh in restricted free agency because he's young with potential, quote unquote, right? That's the only time you ever see guys get slightly overpaid like this. You'll never see a guy in their late twenties, unrestricted free agency, go in who's not a big time shooter and 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 uh, you know get that bag like that when there's never been a history of player comp. There is no, you can't find me one. You can't find me one, man. And it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious that so many people double down, and you know their takes always as well. I love him. I love Rashawn Holmes. He's such. He's so good here. Pay him whatever we need to be here, and it's it's just crazy. It's so funny and, to me. I'm not the, surprised. I'm not that's surprised. The point, and that's and that's the point right there is pay him whatever we need to to keep him here. We did. And that was that's a take. We were saying, and that's what we were saying the whole time was people were saying. Well, you got to pay whatever it's going to take to get him here. And me and you were saying okay, but that's going to be about you know ten to thirteen million. Okay, overpaid a little bit if they went to 13 million, you know, but we this whole time we were saying, guys, you're crazy, dude. Okay, you're going to give him four years, 11, 12 million. Okay, that's it. I think we said four years, 50 million, you know, and that's that was like our toppers, like four years, 50 million. And that that's going to get him back. Second round. people like, you're crazy. He's going to walk. He's going to do this. We're going to lose out on a player two years in a row for no compensation. And we were consistently in the background. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So it's really nice, dude. It, it it's re- it's not nice. It's awesome that two years in a row, you know, we've picked something to die on. And both times we've been correct. So, you know, <laughs> all the all the people who are hating out there, man. Hey, 
you know, maybe you should start listening to the show a little bit and start listening to our takes instead of just, you know, bitching and hating on us. The one thing about the deal is I, I did want a three-year deal with a third-year um, op- team option. Um, that's really, that's really was my, I like my ideal. I think I broke it down like three years, 38 million or 39 million. Cause I, you know, my thing was front loaded, heavy, give him give him whatever up front, you know, to break that money. Yeah. And then that way at the end of his deal, it's super low and there's a team option on it. The um, it, it made it, it would have made the contract super tradable. Um, I want to see the money that comes out if it's equal across the line. I haven't really seen a lot on it. I just haven't done a lot of looking the last day or so, but, uh you know the I want the 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 cap thing is something we all we've talked about on here for like two years. It, it's it's just it's unfortunately it's just an aspect of the game that you and I uh, are really like fan. We're fans of that, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't care one fucking bit about that. And uh, and and it's and the thing is though, but that's fine. I get nobody's into the numbers and stuff. A lot of people just like to cheer for the players on the court. But then it, when it comes down to the offseason, when it comes down to moves, you I feel like you kind of need to know. That's the thing. You kind of need to know where your uh, fandom or where your, where your I'm going to call it knowledge because I don't know the full CBA. I'm not a capologist or anything. But, like, you got to kind of know a little bit before you start coming at people. And that was so many people just so quick to come at us. And and, and it's funny because then when it comes out, I, I, said, I, I said about Kingsland, all right? Kingsland is a place to debate. It says it right there. It says it right there in the notes from the admins, from me, you, Casey, and Tony. It says right there. It's a place to drop your takes and debate your takes. And, you know, I, I went on the CK podcast with uh, Leo this last week, Ryan. He was, he's been coming in uh, Kingsland for a year. He's been coming in Kingsland for a year, and he's been going back and forth with me, Casey, whoever else, you know. And he was taking that opposite take. He did call us. He did call his haters on Twitter. I had of it. But, you know, I will shout out to Leo that he was – at least he, he he had me on, even though we disagreed. And, and I did like 40 minutes randomly off the show unplanned. And uh, I will say that, that Leo definitely moonwalked off of his take real hard, dude. I mean, he was like, ooh, but I – you know, you can go listen to it. I posted a link everywhere. But um, I think the whole – his whole take right there was like – he he is his whole thing is and other people's oh Rashawn Holmes was a 15 million to 18 million a year player is what they said that's what they kept telling us he's a 15 million to 18 million a year player and our thing was always what Ryan no he's not he's not (laughs) he's not not. and 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 that's all we said right and then um like Leo he's even messaged me he might have gone back and forth about this and it's and and it's uh well the Kings got lucky the Kings got lucky because the Hornets did some bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And, the, and all of a sudden they didn't have the cast space. So here, here's a lesson for people for here's my take back to you, Leo. Okay. It's supply demand, right? In America, right? That's what drives up prices. It's what drives down prices, right? So it's the same thing when it comes to unrestricted free agency. If there's a number of players for the player on the market, it drives it up. If there's no players for a player on the market, it drives it down, right? That's it. You know, you know what's funny too is that we got lucky, you know, with the Hornets because they ran it. Well, the Hornets just offered, was this yesterday, two to Thursday? They just signed Kelly Uber to like two years, 25 mil, which is more than Rashawn Holmes per year was getting. 
Okay. So it's not like they didn't have the money. They just didn't want to spend the money. Okay. They could have totally paid Rashawn Holmes more than we paid him. Okay. So, you know, that that's kind of like, well, the Kings got like, nah, Rashawn, no, what happened was is Charlotte signed some other players and realized, Hmm, we'd rather have these guys at this amount of money than Rashawn Holmes at that amount of money. So that's what happened. The Kings got lucky. They just signed Kelly Oubre to two years, 12 million, you know, which is more per year than Rashawn Holmes got, you know? So it, it's, you know, people can say whatever they want. Oh, lucky. That's be it. That's a, that's a cop out dude. Well, and then, and then the market is weird too, right? Because occasionally you'll see a guy get overpaid. They'll get overpaid. Like last year, I think Bogey got overpaid. I really do. I think 18 yes. million a year is a lot of money for that guy. I, I, but, but what happens is, is that because it's a salary cap league and some teams have their cap completely tied up, some teams have their cap wide open because they have a big player on a rookie deal. They, their cap for the next two, three years is going to be a little more open. They have no max contracts on their roster. That's the thing. Uh, a lot of teams have a max contract or two on their roster. That means that their market for players is a certain is a certain spot. All right. Whereas, um, you know, a team a team that has a lot of more money, it doesn't have max contract player on the roster. They can be a little more uh, frivolous, right? So it's like if you guys have ever played like Texas Hold'em, you ever played poker, right? If you go in there with like. 300 bucks in your pocket you're very calculated right you're very calculated in your move you're not going to bet so big on the second hand you're going to do that right because you don't have the money in your pocket to play but if you're rolling there with some big baller they're going to throw down the money because they can afford to lose you know what you're playing they can afford to lose that this year because and it's the same thing when it comes to free agency some teams just have more money to throw down that they can afford to lose this year because their cap isn't there and that's why occasionally you see guys get thrown above market right so there always is a high end for a, a market of a player but for the kings last year for bogey for the kings this year for rashawn holmes their market was the window what we said it was they couldn't afford because they have a max contract on their roster because they have a couple guys making 20 million they couldn't afford to throw it and there wasn't the ultimate thing, there wasn't the demand on Rashawn Holmes that was necessary to throw it up. There wasn't. And if there was, Rashawn Holmes would have taken it because he's a journeyman player. If he had $55 million on the table somewhere, $60 million on the table some year, I don't care that he loves Sacramento. He didn't do Sacramento a favor. He doesn't love you because you wear your jersey and, and that you cheer MVP chance for him for doing nothing. He went to the money, okay? So he in a, in, a, in a state that has the highest taxes of all the NBA teams, he did not take a discount because he loves you. That's that's what he got, and the Kings <laughs> gave him the money because it's it's easy. The, yeah. You're gonna the guys you see overpaid, Ryan shooters, shooters, wings. They get overpaid, right? Big men, yeah. they don't get overpaid like that. Average big yeah. men, they don't get overpaid. Yeah, it could be a thing too with Rashawn Holmes was the years too. You know, he he got the four years, um, so that 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 probably has some to pay in it. But you know, like Eric was saying, the the market just wasn't there. There was no other team out there that we've heard, okay, that offered him four years above eleven point seven five million. And and Eric's right, you know, guys. We don't need to hear Ryan. We don't need to hear, dude. We don't need to hear about another team because that's someone yeah. to say. Well, there were other teams. Fuck off. Yeah. The, if there yeah. were other teams, the mar- the money would have yeah. been driven the- up. And, and Eric made a good point, too, is Rashawn Holmes is a journeyman, okay? This is his one big contract that he's going to get in his NBA career, okay? You know, these players are thinking generational wealth. They're thinking about the rest of their lives, okay? 
at 28 years old, he's not going to take a discount to come to Sacramento, who has the longest playoff drought in the NBA. Okay, history not, of the NBA, yeah, not in, just in, currently NBA. The history. And I of think the NBA. I think all pro sports, right? I, I think I think all U.S. pro sports. I'm pretty sure it's it's right there. So. You know, it, it, like Eric said, he wasn't doing us any favors, okay? He wasn't doing it because he loves you. He was doing it because, hey, this was the money. They're going to give me four years at this amount, okay? This is my big contract. This is my time for me to cash out, and I'm going to play 30 minutes a night in Sacramento, okay? That's what this contract was right there. It wasn't, you know, for everybody else, other teams could have offered. I just looked it up right now. Two years, $26 million for Kelly Oubre, okay? Hornets could have gave him two years, $26 million, more than we could afford. Okay, they could have done it, but they didn't, you know, so uh, Sacramento obviously gave him the best deal. And Eric made a good point too: the highest state taxes in the NBA, California. Right. So he's going to make the least amount of money here. So, you know, I, I think he went with what the best contract was. It might have been the only contract that there was, you know, and, and I don't think we'll ever find out. Um, I, I don't think we'll ever find out if we were the only contract, I think all those guys in the media in Sacramento who were, who were talking about driving his price up to 18 to 20 mil or whatever, you know, if there was no other contracts, they'll never come out and report it. You know, you, you won't see, you won't see sports 1140 come on and be like, well, rumor or, you know, news, breaking news. Rashawn Holmes was literally offered no other contracts. You know, you're not going to see that. So. Uh, and, I don't, and honestly, dude, I don't want to hear one fucking person. Tell me, but I don't yeah, want to hear but, one person. Tell me, well, there was, but some things. Yeah. No, no. At the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, Okay. We were exactly right. We said, you know, 10 to 13 million, whatever. It landed 11.75 million, almost exactly in the middle of what, what we said. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, Sacra- you know, Sacramento brought back their starting center, who was very efficient last year, you know. And, it, and at the end of the day, Rashawn Holmes is going to be happy here. He signed the deal that he wanted. Okay. He, Sacramento brought him back at a great price for both of us. And at the end of the day, we're fucking right again. You know, and next year, you know, before the season starts, we're going to pick something else to die on. Okay. So uh, stay tuned for that. But yeah, a hey, great deal for both sides, man. I'm extremely happy that Rashawn Holmes is back. Um, I, I do think Sacramento, um, you know, is going for, they came out and said they're going for that playoff spot. And I, I think they've inched a little bit closer this off season. So um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm happy at the end of the day. I'm just happy. Yeah. The, I said on Kings cast that I, I, when we did the Rashawn Holmes episode back in March, I said, at the end of the day, I think he's going to get a market value deal and that the people who love him and want to overpay him, they're going to be happy just because he's here. And the people like us who who feel the way we do, we're going to be happy because they got a market value deal. And that's really what happened. The positives on Rashawn Holmes, Ryan, though, because our biggest thing on him was always the contract, the contract. So if we were haters because we simply point out that there, it's, there's a fucking salary cap in the NBA and we happen to consider it when we, you know, talk about the Kings. So, um, but the positives though, um, you know, I'm kind of looking at the, at the way that the Kings are, are constructing this roster. And we talk about, People say we don't have enough wings right now. I don't know, man. What do you think they're going to do? Because with the the we talk about versatility of lineups, right? Uh, Marvin Bagley, he's an expiring asset who I don't think he's going to fucking sign here. I don't think there's a chance in hell he's going to sign here. So which means that that guy's going to get traded in at some point. Um, you know, could you see the Kings playing Rashawn Holmes at power forward a little bit? No, you don't think so. Not at all. Okay, not not going to happen. Not going to happen. No. He's the starting center. They've, not, they've not, proven that. They've proven that. He's he's the starting center. He's not going to go play power forward. I think 
you know, they're going to roll with Bagley. I think, you know, it's going to be a versatility lineup thing. Like we've been saying, you know, there's going to be nights Harrison Barnes there. They're going to be nights. Maybe Tristan Thompson might be there for 10 to 15 minutes to start the game or whatever. Um, but honestly, if, if you're asking me, <laughs> what are you, what are you projecting out? I think Sacramento is going to make a move between now and the start of the season. And there will be um, another power forward on this team, not named Marvin Bagley. And I think Marv, I think that player and Harrison Barnes are going to split time at the power forward. And, and then, you know, maybe, or maybe they bring in a wing, you know, maybe they bring in a wing and, you know, Harrison Barnes starts at the four and they bring in another wing. And, um, you know, the rumors out there with Lowry Markinen. I don't see it. I, I really don't see it because, uh, you know, I, I think Monty McNair has shown that we're done with soft guys. We're done. We're done playing with soft people in the paint. We're done with guys who don't fucking play defense. Um, you know, Lowry Markinen, Yeah, he shoots the three. Cool. Guy's been injury prone as well. Okay. Um, I, I don't think his upside is as high as Marvin Bagley's. I, you know, so I, I just don't see that move happening. Um, but there is other guys out there. You know, people have, you know, the, the Ben Simmons thing and the Pascal Siakam thing seem real. Okay. And either one of those, um, those guys would be a welcomed addition at the power forward position. You get one of those guys and now you're talking about, okay, we got our other superstar and people can say whatever the fuck they want about Ben Simmons. Okay. Um, the guy's a goddamn superstar. So, uh, but going back to Larry Markinen, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't think he fits the style of what Monty McNair is trying to do here. The thing about Laurie Markinen is I, a year or two ago, Markinen was, they they talked about this and I was like, nah, 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 for a lot of the reasons you're saying. But for now, yeah. I, I'm being realistic in that the Kings don't have the, the most leverage at all, really, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Marvin Bagley. And so if, if, if it's basically a deal where it's Marvin Bagley and basically nothing to get Laurie Markinen, that might, that really might be the best they can get. And the guy is, has a, an interesting skill set. He is seven feet tall and shoots 40% from the three point three point line. I mean that, you know, that there is something to that, man. And, and so like, I, I think that if, if that's the deal, you know, I'm cool with that if it's buddy healed though, no, <laughs> no, no. So that's, that's, that's my thing. Right. I'll take Lori marketing for the guy who we have zero leverage for who we've, we've, we literally, everybody knows our hand. I'll do that, but I'm not going to trade buddy healed for him. And it's funny because people in Kingsland are, I bring up marketing because people are just like kind of constantly talking about him. And it's, it, and everyone's a yes because he shoots the three, right? But he doesn't play defense, but he shoots the three so well. And then I laugh because I say, yeah, well, you know, Buddy Hill shoots the three so well, but you guys fucking hate that guy. So you guys confuse me, you know, not consistent with those takes. Um, on the superstar type of moves, though. The Ben Simmons thing, though, we haven't really gone too far in, you and I, on this. We didn't because a lot of this happened when we took our travel break and we touched a little bit about it. But, man, uh, yeah, the Ben Simmons shit is is real. But, you know, it ties in a couple topics with us, Ryan. And it's it's that the Kings are going to have, if they want to do that, they're going to have to trade Tyrese Halliburton to make it happen. And I'm completely 100% okay with that. <laughs> right? Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. 100%. But that's the thing. That's the thing. Okay, a lot of a lot of people in Kingsland are going to freak out. Tyrese Halliburton, you know, it, at the end of the day, okay, at the end of the day, you have De'Aaron Fox, okay, who's hands down the best player on the team, okay? Tyrese Halliburton's a good player. He will never reach 
what Darren Fox just did this year, statistically. He will never, ever, 25 and a half a game, you know, seven assists, whatever it was, he will never reach that. And he will never reach the heights of what Ben Simmons does. Okay. Already. I would say this. He will will never reach the heights of what Ben Simmons already has done. Ben Simmons already is a multiple time all-star, multiple time defensive player of the year and rookie of the year. Already at 24. Not not defense player of the year. He has yet. Sorry. All defensive team. All defensive team. Okay. Although I think he should have won it. Yes, he should have. Okay. At the end of the day, Ben Simmons is the best defensive player in the league. Okay. He he is. And people can say whatever you want. Well, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Fuck Rudy Gobert. What happened in the playoffs? Okay. You know, what Rudy? I don't see Rudy Gobert guarding freaking the two guard. You know, I don't see Rudy Gobert matching up with James Harden. I don't see him guarding, you know, LeBron James. You know, Ben Simmons, night in and night out, is on the best player. Okay, he can guard everybody on the court. And you can say whatever you want about all oh, his free throws. Who gives a shit? Okay, who cares? The guy averaged 17 points a game, you know, eight or nine rebounds, eight or nine assists. Okay, and plays remarkable defense okay outstanding defense it's crazy so forever and he's 25 years old you know his you know people you got to look at it like this eric me and eric were talking about the other day he's on that hall of fame trajectory okay he it doesn't matter he can shoot 40 percent for the free throw line the guy's gonna he's on the hall of fame trajectory right now okay so for for people saying well you know i don't want to trade Halliburton, nah dude if you can if you get a chance to land a guy like ben simmons you know um you know, you, you, you fucking do it. You do it. And, and from what I've seen is Sacramento has the best offer, you know, a pick buddy healed and, and, um, Halliburton Albert. and, and yeah. you could even put Bagley in there, but Sacramento has the best package to offer that I've seen out of all the mock mock drafts or mock trades through bleach report and all those other websites, Sacramento, in my opinion, has the p- best package to offer. They do. They do have the best package because you're offering him a real point guard, which Halberton, that's the thing. Halberton is a, is a real starting point guard. He's a, yeah, he's a yeah. point guard. He's not this off ball guard guy. No. That's why they brought him off the bench last year is because yeah. they can kind of insert him where they yeah. lacked ball handling in the lineup. Yeah. In, in the lineup. They, I really don't think that him and, and Fox is like the most optimal two players to Me play either. against each Me other. Either. I don't think that. I think because Halberton is so versatile, skilled, you know, a range, his range is skilled that he can kind of fit in, but optimal, yeah. not an optimal, I don't think. And I, and I think, and you know, and I think Halliburton would go to Philadelphia and be phenomenal. He'd be really I good. Fits, I think the fit's better with him and Embiid, and then you'd have, you know, Buddy shooting, you have Tobias Harris over there. I think Halliburton would be fucking good, dude. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I think Halliburton could put up, you know, Malcolm Brogdon um, statistical output in the East over there with, with Philadelphia. I, I really do. Maybe not this year. I don't think his scoring would be there. But, you know, efficiency, uh, you know, play some defense and, and really just be a true point guard. I think Halliburton would be phenomenal in Philadelphia. But, like, to your point right there is the reason why I'm such a fan of that is because I think, you know, I, I know De'Aaron Fox is our point guard. You know, I, I know how good De'Aaron Fox is and is even going to get, you know, even better this year and the years to come. Um, compliment I really, him. Yeah, compliment him. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I really think that you know, that Halliburton, you know, making a Halliburton expendable. And that is anytime you can get Ben Simmons, dude, you know, a six months ago, dude, people would have been, Oh my God, we're going to get Ben Simmons. There's a chance. You know what I mean? The excitement that would have been there. And because the guy had a shitty, not even a shitty, he still put up stats, dude, but he had, you know, poor free throw shooting and he sucked in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it is what it is. Okay. 
He's it is what young. it is. Super young. <laughs> you know, think about you know, think about uh, about Halliburton. I saw a couple comments on there when, when these trades get floated on the um, on the Kingsland page. You get the comments below, so you got to see some takes, right? And people say, "Well, Tyrese Halliburton's going to be an All Star." You know, we can't do this. And it's like, what, what, one, what guarantees him being an all-star? It's, it's very difficult to be an NBA all-star. It just is. Um, and, and so CJ McCollum's never been an all-star. You know, CJ McCollum mm. is like, a, I, I looked, he never been an all-star. He didn't get in this year or last year? No, nah, he's never been an all-star, dude. And, and, and that's what I'm saying right there, right? You're like, you, yeah. even you had, even if you're like, ooh, you know, you, you can look it up just to make sure that I wasn't being fooled by the internet. But you know he's he's never been an all star, and he's a max contract player, um, and and it's okay. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like good players in the, in the NBA. You know, there's been a lot of good 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 players through NBA history. You know, uh, uh, a big fan of the two uh, the early two thousands Pistons. You know, Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince was a really really good player, young guy on you know. They make all, he, he was an all-star player, <laughs> you know, you go, you go through, go through the list of, uh, of the, just the Sacramento Kings, you know, back, back in the day, right. The Sacramento Kings, did Mike Bibby ever make an all-star game? No, Bibby never you know? did. You know, did, Doug, Doug Christie was the premier wing defender in the NBA who also averaged, you know, 13 points a game, never made, never made an all-star game. No, uh, and it just showed. It, I know, mean, but, Mike Bibby never made an All Star game. I mean, that dude is a Kings legend. So you know he is, um, and never made an All Star game. So this whole like, well, they're going to be an All Star. There have been a lot, a lot, a lot, and one more, a lot of guys who have came yeah. out their rookie Ma- year and have Monte, put up some stats. Yeah. Monte Ellis, you know, averaging twenty five points a game in a season. You know, not an All Star. Jason Richardson, who career average of like 18 a game, never made an all-star, um, you know, just, you know, and, and there's a big misconception about, you know, Halliburton this past year was people tend to think that he only played, you know, very minimal minutes. He played more minutes. I want to say per game average um, than Rashawn Holmes did. I want to say Holmes averaged like 29 minutes a game. And I want to say that Halliburton averaged 30.1 minutes per game that he played in. You know, so there's a huge misconception about, well, he didn't get the minutes. He didn't, you know, starting a game and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Are you playing the minutes? You know, are you getting those minutes? Are you in in crunch time? And then Halliburton was, and he was in there getting those minutes and he was playing. And, um, you know, he put up pretty good numbers, you know, pretty good. But at the end of the day, he wasn't the rookie of the year. You know, the team was not very good. And, you know, I'm just not really into into saying that guys are untradeable, you know, and for a guy who's put up one good year, you know, a decent year. And he, 50, he played 58 games, dude. He's played yeah. 58 NBA games right now. Yeah. And and you're you're hold up in reluctancy to trade for Ben Simmons, who is going to be a career all defensive player guy, you know, who who like we've said, if he continues this rate, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, he, he is, um, and your reluct in your reluctancy to, to take a chance when you're a franchise, it's, it's all about context and perspective for us, right? Here's yeah. the Kings shitty franchise. Can't get superstar flair, players aren't going to be the players in a free agency for superstar players. They have the uh, worst playoff drought in the history of histories, right? Um, we're itching. We have a young player who's here, who's ready. They have a, they're ready to go and you're reluctant because you don't want to trade a, for a young player 
who played 58 total games in the NBA. That's your holdup. I mean, I think that's just um, – if that doesn't say right there, like that doesn't put into perspective right there that uh, how Kings fans just, you know, fall in love with everybody and it clouds them, it, it, it prevents logic to prevail, it prevents good takes. I don't know what does, dude. And honestly, I, I, can't, I can't help anybody anymore. Uh, with that and, and are they gonna are we saying that how and then people take us oh we don't, we don't say you just need to trade halberd to trade him no i'm not saying that right he's valuable etc but and, and likelihood of landing a ben simmons unlikely because trades are so difficult to, to make happen but on especially, the off, especially on that scale but on the but, off chance in a hypothetical debate on kingsland if we want to talk about takes you know I don't know, man. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. You know? So. Hey, guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact and be part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. And we are very active on our group, Kingsland. So check that out. Uh, we run that with our guy, KC, and with the guys over there at Cap City Crown. Um, if you ever want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can always find those uh, anywhere at Kingscast. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.